my name is Gwenda and I'm Tatjana and you're listening to GT Conversations, the ultimate global lifestyle podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode. Thank you so much for tuning in again. We are very, very excited for today. Thank you also so much for tuning in to our episode last week. Uh, the books episode, obviously, uh, we realized the first time that we went overboard when it came to the time. But it, yeah, we couldn't just stop. <laughs> we, we just couldn't stop. And I, and I think like it's still like, I mean, we did cut out a few things, but I still feel like it was a very uh, high value episode, um, at least like from the DMs that we got from you, like it definitely um, seems that it was something that you enjoyed as well. And uh, definitely head over if you participate in our giveaway and see on Instagram whether or not you are among the lucky winners. Yes. So this episode today, we are going to talk all things period. But before we do that, let's catch up a little bit. It's been, okay, I feel like I say this every week. It's been, it's been quite a busy week. But I'm very, very excited that we actually got to spend some time together last week, a little girls night out on Thursday when we went to town as well. So that was definitely a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but what was your favorite moment of the week or like what was your favorite? So I actually have two favorites, which I both want to mention. Number one, my favorite author who we talked about last time in the books episode as well, Alexis Hall. He actually re released his first book this year, which oh, wow. is- Three books in a year. <laughs> Which wow. is crazy. Some and people are like hyper-productive. You have to say that he actually has a full-time job on the side as well. He <laughs> is not a full-time writer. Oh my God. <laughs> so he doesn't have a social life, I guess. <laughs> I can't say much about that. He's a very like private guy. So I wouldn't know. But uh, anyway, he released his third book. It's called 10 Things That Never Happened. And uh, I listened to it. I actually went through it uh, wow. as an audiobook couple of times already now and I have to say it gets funnier and funnier every time I listen to it but I absolutely adore it and again I love his humor I love the way he depicts his characters and the type of characters he creates I absolutely love it and uh, I love that it can go basically and pick up his books and know I'm gonna be happy and entertained and loving it that sounds so cool and what's the second favorite the second favorite actually is that currently in india and mumbai as well it's festival season and we have lots of things going on different festivals and different groups celebrating different gods and whatnot and i actually went on swiggy which for everybody outside india is an app where you can order both food from restaurants as well as groceries for home and I went on there to actually order groceries and I realized that they are selling not just general goods for prayer sort of things puja, that you, yeah, puja needs, uh, it's called so basically flowers and like chocolates and those kind of things. But they're actually also selling, for instance, saris. They are selling saris on Swiggy? <laughs> selling saris. OMG. Which is funny. I, I don't think any like true sari wearer is going to go on swiggy to buy their sari yeah okay but if you have an accident whatever yeah. and you need like last minute you need a you need a sari or whatever like that's interesting that's like such a typical like mumbai uh jugaad business uh model and thing that's what i loved about that as well that uh you see an opportunity to make some money and you take it so basically they're selling those puja things they're selling 
saris and some of the god statues, but they're also selling because it's Cricket World Cup in India right now. They're also selling the tricots of the, oh, the jerseys, the yeah. jerseys of oh. the Indian team. So no matter which one you're prioritizing right now, if it's the cricket or the puja, but uh, you have a chance to basically close yourself. So I absolutely, I love that. That's fantastic. Side note to Swiggy. Um, <clears throat> It's also ISL season, so you should definitely also sell the football jerseys of the Indian clubs. Um, and very, very cool. How about you? What was your favorite? So I, given that you also said two favorites, I'll also say uh, tell, <laughs> tell the audience about two favorites of the week. Um, one is an experience and the other one is um, it's also an experience, but it's also a product. So I actually bought myself flowers this week and I just love the fact that I don't know, I think like it's still such a typical thing that you would give flowers to someone like either like for example as a housewarming or when you invite for dinner somewhere or like for you buy flowers for your girlfriend or your wife or whatever but like you I don't know like at least for, for myself like I hardly buy myself flowers and unfortunately nobody's gifting me flowers. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. <laughs> Yeah, if you're listening <laughs> and you think that you should be the person to give me flowers, please do so. I don't know, like for me, like flowers is just, just like such an instant happiness um thing. It's just, it just like adds so much in, into like my day to day. And like, yeah, so I basically bought flowers yesterday and I don't know, like I had like I literally just bought like two um two sets of flowers. But like my entire apartment is filled with flowers now, like from the bathroom to the bedroom to the office to my living room. I think the kitchen is the only one where I didn't keep flowers. And like wherever I look, I see these flowers and they make me so happy. And it's just like, I don't know, I just it was a reminder to myself that I want to buy myself flowers more often. And that and, it's supposed to be healthy, actually, you know, that nature basically, and yeah. it doesn't have to be nature in terms of, you know, going into a forest, hugging trees, but just sometimes pictures and even just flowers can really boost. Yeah, yeah, happiness and absolutely. Like it was like for me, an expression of self-love to, to buy myself these flowers. Mm. And yeah, so very, very happy. Favorite of the week for sure. And uh, as I said, like the second favorite of the week is more of an experience and it has to do with you as well. So on Thursday, um, Tatiana and I went for the National Day celebration of Spain um, to the Taj Hotel in Kulaba. And it was obviously it's always a lot of fun to go for these events. And I was actually surprised because every National Day celebration has like obviously the, like typical food of the country and all those things. Yeah. I was very impressed by the Mumbai Police Orchestra in terms of the music that they played. It was just, it was just really a fun atmosphere. And I was damn tired that day. And it was almost gonna can <laughs> and but I'm so glad we went and it was just like making time for like girls night and just catching up with friends like even when you're tired or especially when you're tired after a busy long work day makes such a big difference like again it's like such a boost of like energy and happiness and yeah, it was really fun. What I really loved also about it is that, you know, in a day and age where we have so many wars going on in the world and so many countries fighting, I love the fact that we can meet in India and we as Germans join the Spanish people. And there were so many people from all other consulates as well, a yeah. lot of EU consulates, obviously, etc. And uh, we can all come together and celebrate that specific 
national day yeah i think that's just such a great thing in the end that's exactly why the european union was founded to really come together instead of constantly fighting uh, against each other really coming together and say no you know we're forming a union now we're together in this and not against each other living in a peaceful way together no i absolutely agree i don't think in germany i've ever like gone to any like national day celebrations of other countries i think also obviously it's a very typical thing for like expats living in other countries and the fact that like i used to work with the german chamber of commerce so i was like always invited for these events um but yeah i really enjoy like meeting diplomats and and people from like all different countries and they connect obviously in a social setup but also work then maybe like on different projects and um, connect india with like those different countries i don't know like it's maybe (laughs) Like given that I've been living in Bombay for such a long time, I always feel that, yes, I do represent Germany to a certain extent, but I also represent India. So, for example, like with the Spanish concert, I'm working on like a football social impact project now. And that's like, I don't know, like I really love the idea of like bringing different uh, countries together, different cultures together. So that was my second favorite experience of the week. Then uh, what are your plans for the next week then? Well... If you remember, last week I told you, like, my goal for this week was to slow down. And yeah. I managed maybe, like, on Sunday morning a little bit. <laughs> Very good. One out of seven days. Excellent. <laughs> I do, feel like, I tried. I really tried, but then, like, so many things came up. So, like, today's or, like, this week's goal is kind of like a follow-up. As you know, like, I always set myself, like, reading goals every month. And for this month, I have three books that I want to finish reading. I started all three. I haven't finished even one of them and it's already the last week of the month. So I want to read more and I want to challenge myself and leave my phone at home, go out to a cafe or like just get a juice or something, sit somewhere and just read for like two, three hours, maybe like even carry all three books and like switch in between, which is like really taking time out um, for myself to slow down and to read. And to finish one of those books or just to just basically read? I guess I will finish one of them if I read for like two, three hours. But yeah, so I definitely see the thing is I always with my reading goals, I almost always hit like 50% of them at the end of the month. So in order to do that, I need to finish at least one book and read half of each of the other ones. So that, <laughs> that's that's my uh, very specific goal. Huh? <laughs> what, what about you? What's What's up for you this week? So similar actually for me as well, we have our monthly goal sessions and uh, next week we will need to review October goals and set for November. And I have set a lot of habit goals this month, but I also have a few sort of just get it done goals and uh, two of those still I need to get done. I want to get them done. So that is my focus now for this week. So I... the goal of the week is to finish your goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last push to get uh, the October. I'll week hold you week. accountable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Amazing. I love it. And now let's get into the topic of the week, everything periods. Before we jump in, we want to introduce you to an organization. So keep on listening. You no longer need your old Zari address. Give it a new life by donating it to Gunsch. Gunsch aims to build an equitable relationship between cities and villages, using underutilized material as a tool to trigger development with dignity. This includes their program NGPC, not just a piece of cloth, which organizes 
education and awareness campaigns around menstrual health and the production and distribution of cloth pads. To donate your clothes and see what else you can do, visit goonch.org ngpc or find the link in the show notes below. So before we get into our discussion about periods, we wanted to share a few stats with you that we kind of found really shocking and other reason why we wanted to do an episode on this topic. Worldwide, there are around 2 billion people that menstruate. And what I personally found very shocking when we're looking into that is that, for instance, in India, 71% of girls don't know what period is and, and how it works when they first get their period. And even Germany, around like 60% of the girls and 70% of the boys find it very embarrassing and shameful to talk about periods. And so we really thought we make it a topic. And to start with, just to give a bit of the basics, the facts are that periods usually start around the age of 12 to 14 years, though that is changing currently and uh, it's coming at a much younger age uh, more and more. And, and menstruation takes place for about four to six days a month, every month, until uh, roughly the menopause starts in the 50s. Yeah, and I think we just want to make it very clear. It's a very natural process. It's actually a sign of good health um, to have regular periods. And it's not something to be ashamed of. So yeah, that's why we are starting this conversation with you and hopefully inspire you to have conversations in your families, with your friends, maybe like even with colleagues, um, whatever you can take from this episode and take it out and be part of the change to break the stigma. So I think for me, one of the things I, I still remember the first time when I moved to India in 2010, I went to like a temple with like two girls from an NGO. And then we reached the temple and one of the girls stood outside. I was like, yeah, you guys go ahead. And I was like, why is she not coming in with us? And it was like so confusing, obviously, like language barrier and everything. My first thought was that, okay, maybe it's like a caste thing and that's why she's not coming in. But then I thought like her sister is coming in. So like, what's what's the issue there? And then later, like she was because like, I think <laughs> I was like constantly asking her, no, it's okay. And I'll wait outside with you and all of that. And she was like, periods. I'm like, oh, okay. And that is where it hit me for the first time. And that was the first time I had this situation where like someone like didn't enter a temple because uh, she was on her periods. And even for me, like this year during Ganpati, I had my period and it was something when I was invited to people's house, I was like, is it a problem for them if I come? Like, do I tell them, sorry, I can't come because I'm on my periods. And then it, they, then it's up to them to tell me that, no, it's totally fine for us or what. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of stigma around it. And always the whole idea of like, you don't talk about your periods. It's something you keep as private as possible. Yeah. And I'm really wondering, I mean, with regards to the temple, this is a topic that comes up in the news, right? The discussion of which temple can you, can you actually go to when you're on your periods, uh, which temple can't. Um, is that right? Is it wrong? And those, that does come up. But obviously, shaming and the stigmas of periods being dirty is not just when it comes to religious uh, places. I was really shocked when I learned that women in India, when like some groups, uh, basically, some or some societies, households, where women are not allowed in the kitchen when they're uh, having their periods, or even have to leave the house altogether and they have to stay out of the house in a small shed or something like that outside, which obviously means 
not only might they not have access to like bathrooms, etc., in the household, but it's also a matter of safety, right? You're not with family, you're out when it's cold or hot or yeah. whatever it's, and just because the idea is you're not clean. Yeah, like the whole idea, like periods are something dirty. And yes, I get it, there's blood involved, but then the more stigma you create around periods, the dirtier you make periods because then people are actually not able to like access period products or public washrooms, for example and not equipped with a dustbin and stuff like that. So there's so many, so many things. And like even Germany, I remember like when I got my period the first time, I was in sixth standard. So I was around 13, 12, 13 years old. And it was not something that I was scared of. I knew that like one of my friends in school, like she already had a period. So when I got it in school, I went to her and I asked her for a pet. But especially in that age, everyone was like, if you just use the word, would like giggle and make fun of you and all of that. And it's sad to see that like something which is so natural. And in fact, I remember like another funny story from when I just got my periods. Um, I was actually, because I was so young, so I still went to my childhood doctor and uh, my mom told him that I got my period or something. So he was like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of women. They like have their periods every single month and it's such a way to like celebrate womanhood and all of that and oh i was like boy. yeah i was like dude like it's a little too extreme no no woman ever said that <laughs> exactly I, i'm really wondering where that actually comes from that shaming part of it right because the number i meant i mentioned that 71 percent of girls in india don't know that but the fact that menstruating and period is shameful basically or it's not being talked about is the same in germany as well and because you mentioned your first period basically i remember i by no means grew up in a family where you know we can't talk about that or something nothing like that right but still i went to my mom Mm -hmm. when i got my period which i think is still fair because where are you going to get that kind of information from otherwise right so yeah. if, uh, if you have a mom, then that's probably the first person you go to. And so I asked her to tell my dad. And I was for the longest time very careful not to bring up the topic. Uh, if I would have cramps or something, I would never mention that in front of my dad or my brother. And I still till today actually remember very specifically the first moment I mentioned to my dad that I needed uh, pads or tampons or something like that. And basically still as a moment of pride of having talked to my dad this openly about that topic and again you know this is not because my dad never talked to me in any negative way about that but it's just something that's really in society society, it's like so ingrained in like society brains generation over generation right I think that's also like another interesting uh, statistic that we read that 70% of mothers yeah are basically uh, feel it's a shameful topic and it's dirty and it should not be discussed um. yeah and then how do you as a as a daughter like there are only two ways in which you get your education right either it's through your family and society as large yeah. and the second thing is uh, education in terms of school but like, do you remember actually talking during your school days talking about periods and, and menstruation and all of that no I don't actually and I've been trying to figure that out because I remember the day that sort of it was announced that we would have uh, sex education in biology which was Mm. a big deal obviously for young teenagers it's like oh my god but I don't remember and probably as part of that that was sort of discussed but I don't even remember having been shown a pad or anything in school so I remember that we had sex education boys and girls together and then I remember like in one session the boys were sent out. They might have had a separate session with like a male teacher on something else. 
um, related to sex education. But I remember we had a session with a female biology teacher on menstruation and it was very random. I don't remember anything that she spoke to us. And I, and I remember this happened like two years after I had my period for the first time. And also almost everyone in my class that at that time was already on their periods. Hmm. But the, but then, do you remember like whether you were scared when you got your periods? Or what was the feeling? Were you feeling proud? Did, like, were you the first one in your friendship group, friends group who got their period? Or honestly, friends, I have no idea. Again, not something you know you talked about, etc. I did speak to my. I have two older female cousins mm-hmm. and um, one of them is just a few months older than me and I remember her getting her period and thinking that you know it's like oh I'm I, almost looking forward to it it's like a rite of passage almost of okay. getting and sometimes you have that you know in, in pop- popular culture that you have that idea of you're now turning into a woman now I'm like a grown-up and yeah, like a which, which obviously like... is, it's ridiculous because there's much more to being a woman than just having your period yeah and um, not all women have their periods and not everyone who has their periods is a woman as a woman Correct. so yes. yeah just but, um, be inclusive here as well to answer your question no i wasn't afraid and again i just don't remember it being a topic either way basically either that in school it would have been a topic where it shamed me or it sort of empowered me or anything nothing like that mm. and i think it's really that in Germany, we have advertising for pads, basically. Product, yeah. So you do see it around. You know, it's there's something happening, sort of, and you're not dying of it. Yeah. It's sort of to make it really dramatic. But it's but not. It, do, don't you feel like I always feel advertising on beard products is always romanticizing it. Always is like fancy girl with like beautiful hair. And if you use our beard product, you can actually wear white jeans while you're on your period. And you, yeah, and you can go swimming with your friends and yeah. stuff. But I, I completely agree, seeing it from the point of view now, and it's like, come on, guys, like, let's be realistic. But the thing I think it did add to the fact that I was not scared as mm. a young girl, basically, when I got my period, because yeah. it was like, okay, you know, there's ways... Life, life still goes on. Yes, life goes on. There's ways of handling this. And as unrealistic as those are, but at least they're not scaring the hell out of yeah. me at that point. So you know pros and cons in a way um, true it's funny so. that you mentioned swimming because I remember I think in the first or second year of me having my periods I went on a holiday with my parents and my cousin and we went to a lake and we went to go swimming uh, go swim there every day and it just happened that I got my period so I pretty much like in the beginning itself started using tampons but then for some reason because I think all my female friends in school they all were using pads I kind of switched to pads and then I didn't know that you can't go swimming with a pad so I went to the (laughs) I went with my cousin and she was wearing uh, like she was using tampon I was wearing a pad we went swimming and then I remember being in the water and like obviously the pet like just soaking up the water and I was so embarrassed because people are around and everything. I sent my cousin back to get like a uh, towel and then as soon as I got out I just wrapped a towel around me. And it's just totally normal that like obviously when you grow up you don't know everything about your parents and you're learning but also that's why it is so important to have like whether it's awareness campaigns from governments and education in school, conversations in your family around this topic. And then also the education point, yes, but the education of everybody. Yes. It can't just be of little girls and that's it. 
Because the thing is, like, as you mentioned, you know, you remember your biology class and you remember that the boys were taken out. I have seen basically as I was researching for this episode, I saw a lot of stories from from people basically saying that no, no, no was strictly divided and boys were taken out and the girls were basically told what is going on. And as far as I could gauge, basically, the boys were told, oh, you're teenagers now, you should wear more deos, uh, now you can go and play, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is just that, uh, yes, of course, uh, you know, it's like there are certain people who don't menstruate, but given the fact that everybody has somebody in their vicinity so or cool. will have somebody in their, you know, friendship group, relationships, family, parents, yeah, yeah like that, that menstruate, and given that is, as we said in the beginning, a completely natural process, I think it's perfectly fine that everybody should be aware of what's going on. 100%. And like talking about education, when you look at like the global stage, is a very scary scenario is that there are so many girls who drop out of school because of periods or like miss a lot of days in, in school. And that is mainly because there are no facilities in terms of uh, washrooms in, in school buildings, or people don't have access to period products. For example, you might need to like use the washroom every two hours, every one hour on your heavy days to like change your pads or your tampon or whatever, right? And if you don't have access to period products, you don't have access to clean washrooms in school, that is when girls don't go to school on those days or like completely drop out which is again like a very very scary statistic and something which we 100% have to change yeah because it's I have the numbers in front of me right now it says that one out of five girls so 20% of girls basically in India drop out of school every year because they don't have access to quality products or hygiene facilities because hygiene facilities are lacking, even if we're talking about the availability of bins or locks on doors are yeah. very sort of... Uh, or even just toilet paper, like, I mean, yeah. whether it's like football grounds or even some coffee shops. That's why, like, I don't carry just like a tampon or a pad. I also always carry like toilet paper or something around with me when I have my period because you never know whether you have access to it or not. And we are still privileged, at least our homes are, you know, well decked out when it comes to, you know, bathrooms, et cetera, et cetera. True. But then it's like girls who are living in rural areas, in slums, and it's like there's so many places where you only have communal toilets, basically. Yeah. And the idea of having to go there at all, yeah. where when the heat is on, no toilet paper, et cetera, but even worse in the nighttime, for instance, True. right? Yeah. Imagine you are like a 14-year-old girl, you are on your period to so live in like a um, slum area, for example, where you have to like go out at night, it's dark, uh, maybe some like guys hang hang around still, whatever, um, and you have to like go and, and use the washroom because you have to change your pad. It's like just really, really sad. Like why do we have to like go through all of that and why do we make... Um, especially young girls and women uh, go through all this for something which is like so natural and it's like as a society it's our duty to make everyone feel safe and, and provide those facilities right yeah we as a society rely on the fact that women have periods and reproduce basically right yeah. that's what it is if we wouldn't exist anymore if we didn't have periods basically 
And given that we need women to reproduce, basically, I was really shocked to learn about period poverty. And that is something that I actually learned when I moved to India. I've never considered that before, again, being privileged enough to grow up in a household where money was always there to go out and buy period products. Yeah. That was never something I considered an issue, basically. Yeah, or luxury, right? I mean, like, talking about luxury... Did you know that period products were actually taxed with luxury tax in Germany until like... Uh, 2020, no? Yeah, like something like some, that. Yeah, just before the lockdown, I think. Yeah. And I remember, oh my God, uh, when the lockdown happened in 2020 in India, I remember that in the beginning, only like essential products were allowed to be sold. And you could not buy tampons and stuff on Amazon and speaking and all because the government figured that is not an essential product. Like... Dude, which is why we're doing this episode. This we kind of need, knowledge. Yeah, we need more menstruating people in power. I was still in like such a privileged setup that I was at home, and obviously, like I have like a stack. But like, I was at a point where I was like, dude, I need tampons or uh, pads or something now. Like, what do you do? And that's like something which, like, I don't know whether like enough people realize that there are so many women and girls in the world who do not have access. So like they use, for example, cloth that they, that they put into their panties and take them out and wash them. And that is why, like, for example, hygienic issues come into place. Or I have like heard of people putting newspaper uh, in there to just, what do you do, right? It shouldn't be considered a luxury to buy pads, to buy tampons or any other period products. Yeah. And that's why there's also like the whole discussion of like, whether should it be free of cost? Should it be provided to people? India has completely removed the tax on on period products. Like, but, huh, that's true. But then still among the poorest families, only 50% of uh, menstruators can afford to use period products. So that's still, that's only half, you know, even with the taxes removed. Yeah. And I absolutely agree. That's quite a you know as sad as it sounds but it is a big achievement to have gotten the government to the point so talking about like financial burden which is related to buying period products and and so on i think there's also one important aspect which we already spoke about that a lot of girls drop out of school or miss a lot of school days and therefore like are more likely not to like finish their education or not go to university not have like higher education um, which also means that like for their entire life there's a financial deficit um, that they have to face yeah. because you don't get high paying jobs if you don't have like a college degree and so on. And like this whole idea of pulling girls out of school when they start their periods and then just teaching them how to run a household and be a wife and making them more dependent on, on a future spouse. That opens up like a whole lot of other problems um, that we'll probably like have to make another episode on. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it is not just as easy as saying that girls are just menstruating and we just have to make them feel more comfortable about it. It is also what all happens in a woman's or in a girl's life because of the stigma, because of the lack of access, because of the financial burden um, that is related to having your periods. Then let's talk actually about what needs to change and what needs to be done in order to improve things, basically. And I think the absolute most important thing that everybody listening now can do is basically think about their own dealing with the topic and just generally awareness and education that needs to happen. Yeah. And I think when we talk about awareness and education, yes, education in schools 
but also yes to like awareness campaigns by the government of like really breaking the stigma in society. It also means that as part of a family, I talk about this topic. It also means, for example, like last week, we did a photo shoot with like one of my football teams and we were discussing about football shorts. So it's a core team, which means like boys and girls play together. And one of the guys was suggesting that we'll wear white shorts. And I was like, no, let's wear black. And and then I was like, dude, like, why am I so shy about it? And I just said it out loud. Yeah. So when you have your period, you really don't want to wear like white shorts. And then his reaction was pretty cool also because he was like, he was like, oh yeah, I wouldn't know that because I'm not menstruating. It's like, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm telling you. But just like creating the awareness, making it normal to talk about it. Yeah, I think that's really, really important. Another thing, I'm part of the Mumbai Football Association of the Women's Committee over there. And in the last one or two months, I had like two incidences where girls asked me for period products because they suddenly got their period. Um, I didn't have my period, so I didn't carry any. And we didn't have period products in our first aid kit at the Mumbai Football Association. And that's something which like I brought up now and, and which is something which we will change because again, like it's so simple to implement some of these things, right? Like I love to see at some, I think socials and like some of the restaurants and bars around in the women's washroom, you have like access to free period products. I think as a, as a workplace, it's so simple and easy. Basically, if you are, it doesn't matter if you're menstruating or not, but if you see that, you know, it's like products are not available in around your place of work or yeah. the places you hang out in, then uh, raise that topic. It's yeah. as simple as you that. You work in HR, make it a thing that Perfect. like, yeah. Talk um, about uh, period leave if you're working in, in in HR. Make it make it a point of discussion at least. That's the reason why we started this podcast. We want to start conversations and we want to inspire you to have conversations. And when we talk about awareness and education, that's the first step, right? But then when you talk with other people, you also like find solutions. But yeah, and uh, find solutions. I really have to say, I don't think I've ever talked this much about periods yeah, yeah. Like same Gwen and I obviously we've been preparing for this episode and we've talked about it and I've read about it and so forth I don't think I've ever really considered the topic to that extent and given that I myself I have a young daughter that who I need to consider that topic for I was never thinking about it before now True. I have and I feel much more uh, prepared basically having that conversation with my daughter and having a much more open and real conversation with my daughter about it yeah and I think that you know as we said it's like uh, for a lot of mothers that is a problem and pending that kind of stigma down from mother to daughter is, is a problem in itself already yeah to breaking to breaking that is I think very important and yeah I'm obviously I have a daughter but I think it's also very important for mothers who have sons to bring that up because as we mentioned it shouldn't yeah. just be a topic for one gender basically it's something that everybody in some way is influenced by or will have sort of seen around so yeah, I think true. the more people know about it and just feel that they can speak about it without any kind of shame or whatever the better for everybody yes shout out to all the men um also please make it a point to have these kind of conversations like I have seen like on Instagram this trend where a few uh, couples made like reels around how like the boyfriend would cook a nice dinner or like just comfort the the girlfriend when she is on her period I think that's great but have conversations with your like spouse with your girlfriend if you're a father with your daughters with your son 
I probably agree, but even if you're not yet comfortable enough bringing it up with your wife, girlfriend, daughter, whatever, at least please always consider what you say when somebody around you is menstruating or even not. Comments like, you know, oh, is it one of those days is not oh, okay. Oh, God, yeah. Like, oh, I ha- I have this very, really cool t-shirt that has this statement of like, no, I'm not menstruating. I just don't like you. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I, I can be in a bad mood, not because I'm menstruating, right? Like, maybe you just annoy me. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's so true. Words have a lot of power. And, and yes, you can have a po- positive impact by saying or having conversations but you can also have a positive impact by not saying things yeah um and yeah even if you're not comfortable yet to like have conversations with friends family and whoever you can always educate yourself you have a phone just google away because there's so many myths around it as well yeah i heard apparently some men thinking that women can pick a date on which they are getting their period you know that you can manipulate when and how i wish i wish (laughs) i would i would never have my periods um on game days because for example when i have a football game right and it's 90 minutes and if it's a heavy flow day for me it's I'm actually struggling to like, I need a break in between just to like go and, and, and change. I would never have my periods while taking a long distance flight. You don't want to think about that. Yeah. Like, okay. Also, I don't know. Do you have this? So this is one thing about me. Like I for sometimes I forget when I have my periods because I'm very lucky. I hardly have like cramps and stuff like that. And then I'm like, suddenly I'm remembering, oh shit, I, I got my periods. So I have to like calculate back, like, okay, when did I change? When do I have to go and change again? Yeah. And like, yeah, you always have to keep it on, on your mind, right? That's, uh... Yeah, and that's something that uh, non-menstruators don't have to do. And I think that just, the, you know, means that they don't have the right to comment on, on people yeah. sort of behaving or not behaving in a certain way or whatever. And now after we have spoken about all the things that as individuals we can do to um, break the stigma around periods, I think it's also very important that we talk about what governments can do, what organizations can do, and what we can do like as a society. And I think we have spoken a lot about the excess of period products, right? So I think, yes, one thing is the fact that yeah, you can buy it online, that why not, why not as a school, for example, or like as a workplace, make it a policy that at your school, at your workplace, in a mall, wherever you are, you give free access to period products for your employees, for your students, everyone. Also, like, if you run, like, a medical shop in India, okay, I understand that some people are, like, uncomfortable buying period products and they want it to be uh, wrapped, but why don't you ask people whether they want it to be wrapped? Like, I actually made it a point whenever I'm buying period products at a medical store, and for those of you not living in India... They wrap it in like newspaper or some kind of paper to make sure that nobody sees what you're buying, right? It happened to me in the last couple of years, uh, two times when I had to buy something at all. And I made it a point to tell them that, no, I don't want you to wrap it. And I just took it and that's it. I, I do feel that a lot has happened over the last couple years, maybe, both in terms of the type of products that are available. So no matter what you're comfortable with, you can find different types of products at different price ranges, etc. You know, you have different types of pets, you have tampons, period underwear now, different types of like cups. moon cups. So there's lots of different options, which I think is terrific. 
uh, which you can play with and see what suits you best. Not yeah. everything is for everyone and that's okay too. Also like the whole idea about, yes, like I'm super proud that India completely removed the tax. I'm proud that Germany removed the luxury tax, but, <laughs> but period products in Germany are still taxed. It's a scandal. As a government, you can also say that like we subsidize period products, right? For example, in India, if you have a ration card, which basically is like low income families of a certain level, they have a specific card with which they can buy essentials at a cheaper price i actually i don't know like i would have to research whether period products are included in that but that for example as a government could be like a policy that you introduce right yeah or like as a government yes schools can make products free of course out of their pocket but even as a government you could say like for example all government schools have free access to period products i mean in scotland they have made it completely free which i think is like not schools or yeah, just the whole country. country, right? And I think that is brilliant. And I do understand, obviously, purely from an economic point, that producing those products costs money. I mean, it's again, it's something that we have to pay for, and not because we want to. You know, I I really don't wear any kind of pads just out of fun and pure or you style know? or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, See the same way that basic education, healthcare, infrastructure, all these things are responsibility of the government to provide for society that's why we pay taxes and the same way that could be something obviously it's a political decision right but like a government or a country could say that period products are uh, part of basic healthcare that is covered by government so why not yeah because according to a study that i just read it actually says that Reproductive tract infections are 70% more common in women who use either no or very unhygienic period products. And now if you think also in terms of, you know, saving that kind of money in healthcare and just providing decent facilities and period products would be terrific. Absolutely agree with you on that. And uh, I think I would like to touch two more points. One, if we go back to the whole idea about education Yes, it is about educating young girls and boys and everyone in schools, but it is also, for example, educating teachers how to address the topic. It is also about educating doctors. I'll tell you like a very scary thing. This is back in 2010 when I was in Bangalore and there was this girl, she didn't get a period, I think for two months. So she went to a gynecologist and I accompanied her. So it was a male gynecologist. She went and she said like, okay, I haven't had my period for two months. I did a, a pregnancy test at home, but like it didn't show anything. But like, can you just check, check on it this, right? And he literally asked her like, are you married? She said, no. And then he said, well, then you can't be pregnant. <laughs> Dude, you studied a scientific subject like medicine and you make such a false claim. Yeah. This is something which like where education is not just about educating the new generation and kids but is educating everyone on all levels, right? Because as a society, we hold so many of these like stigma, myth, false information. Yeah, and then to hear from a doctor, it seems like, oh, that is true, sort of. And that's really where technology does a great part where you can now have access to doctors online. And also if you're in a place where maybe you can't trust your doctor or he or she said something where you're like, ah, I don't know, this doesn't really help me. Now you have the opportunity to go online and find a doctor and, and make a consultation online maybe with somebody who can actually really help you and has much more of an open ear. I really saw that on Instagram where it was advertised specifically with 
doctors who are much more open to yeah. reproductive questions and, and so forth. So I think that's really, really terrific because there is a lot of stigma with uh, around reproduction and periods and sex and so forth. And that has to go. People need to be sort of very objectively educated in order to make the right decisions basically for themselves. Exactly. And last but not least, I think as any kind of like organizations, you can make your own rules, right? Yeah. So discuss things like, for example, Spain has made a law for period leave, which is mandatory to uh, give from a company side. But you don't have to wait for your government to like change the rules. As a company, you can introduce policies, HR policies, and maybe period leave is something that you want to provide for your employees, right? Yeah. So I think that is really like the other point as an individual we have a lot of power to change things as a society on like the level of governments and so forth. We have the power to change, but also in our workplace and our schools, in whatever organizations we are involved in, there's a lot we can do. And, and it's our responsibility. Like we are the privileged. Um, and I would assume that most of you who are listening are the privileged ones who have access to information, who have access to products. So it is our duty to to change the world. But yeah, I completely agree. And especially when it comes to period leave, I hear a lot of, oh, well, you know, then everybody can just go and take that day off. But given how much women deal with during their period, I don't think it's too much to ask for that one day and being able to take that off. Yeah, actually, there's a simulator that basically non-menstruating people can use to feel the kind of pain that we go through on a monthly basis and it is just so interesting to see how people just can't take it it's a very maybe very stereotypical uh, image that i have in mind right now but like not like these very muscular men who are like yes we are strong we are this and they can handle everything yeah exactly and they are the ones who are like arguing against like period leave and and all of that and like girls are just being dramatic and then, like, they're, like, different levels of the simulator, right? And, like, they have not even reached level two and they're already crying and done. I can't, like, this is Make unreal. Make it stop. Yeah, so that is why, like, and again, not everyone who is menstruating experiences the same thing, right? For me, for example, I'm very lucky. I, like, hardly have days when I actually have physical pain while I have my period. But then, like, I like for example, I love going to play football. Uh, I love being physically active and I have my periods but then I know like in my football team for example a lot of times when girls have their period and they are like uncomfortable to come for practice so we have a group where we keep attendance and you give a reason why you're like missing practice they don't just say like period or something they like say that they are sick or unwell or whatever and again like something which hopefully like we can all break the stigma together and be more open about it yeah and i think it's really starting like what we're doing right now obviously we're talking to you but we're also talking with each other the idea of why don't you just go out and find one person to talk to about your menstruator to talk to another menstruator basically or to your partner or whoever but to just talk about it once tell them that you listen to the podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> they can always find us on gt conversations <laughs> and just have that conversation because i really feel that taking that step once and having a conversation and realizing that it's not all that bad because uh, you know you're not the only one experiencing that yeah and um, it's really making you realize that there's nothing shameful about it there's nothing it's completely natural there's things that we're all going through that 
there are things you might be going through and thinking, oh God, I, you know, I can't talk about it. Nobody else was and realizing that your friend does the exact the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Maybe they have problems you can help them with or vice versa. As I mentioned, I think there's so much that is changing products that are becoming available, NGOs that are doing really good work and getting the topic out, but it only can reach everybody if we're all participating in that and making it a topic more and more. I just love, I, I don't even want to say anything. I think this is just like the perfect ending to this podcast. Um, definitely make sure that you check out uh, GT Conversations on Instagram. We'll also make sure that we post something about periods and invite you for more conversations in the comments. Uh, maybe you can share if you're menstruating some of the things that you feel like where stigma still has to be broken down or like tag your favorite NGOs, tag your favorite period products, everything around periods. Um, we will open the the comment section for it and we'll be happy to share that on our instagram at yes and next week we have a very special episode because i will actually be interviewing tatiana about hotels and all things hospitality <laughs> yeah the thing is actually that my career background is in hospitality and i absolutely love it and i find that it's something that a lot of people misunderstand five-star hotels seem very glamorous Working in five-star hotels is sometimes a bit different than it looks from the outside. And yeah, so we do some Q&A uh, Q &A amongst ourselves. Some stories from behind the curtains. Tune in to find out. I just love it. And I will also definitely share one of the things that I've learned from Tatiana with her hospitality background with you guys next week. I'm looking forward to that myself. <laughs> See you all next week. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.